Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Chesser. All right, welcome back to Elevate. My name is Tyler Chesser and I'm thrilled that you're here. And really what we're here to do is we're here to take it to another level. We're here to you know, our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar professionally and personally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is a masterclass. This is for leaders who are looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes for, you know, through real estate investing, but ultimately in their lives. And so today we've got a phenomenal guest and I'm here with Fred Sutherland and I'm really thankful that he's here with us today. Fred, how are you, sir? Doing great. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, my man. Thank you for being here. And Fred is Fred has become a friend of mine over the past few years and he's he's a wise man, he's a wise soul and he's a he's a very generous man and I want to tell you a little bit about him. He is the founder and CEO and chairman of Pinnacle Realty Group LLC and Commercial Property Advisors collectively PRG, which oversees all aspects of the company's strategic planning growth, investment advisory, and brokerage activities. He began his real estate career as an attorney, practicing with a large regional law firm representing clients in a variety of business, real estate, and corporate matters. Prior to forming PRG, he was a general counsel and director of commercial real estate services with Williamson Commercial Group, Inc. Fred holds a BA in economics from Washington and Lee University and a JD from the University of Louisville School of Law, and, and an MBA from Emory University, Guzeta? Guzueta. Guzueta Business School. As the managing principal of PRG, Fred has successfully represented clients and investors in the acquisition and disposition of million do- multi-million dollar investment in commercial real estate assets. He is a member of ICSC, a member of the American, Kentucky, and Louisville Bar Associations, a member of National Kentucky Association of Realtors, founding principal and pinnacle uh, Capital Partners, and a founding member of the Angel Capital Group in Charleston. Fred was also selected as one of Business First 40 Under 40 in 2006, served uh, on Governor Stephen Bashir's transition team in 2007, and Fred is also the recent graduate of Leadership Charleston 2015. Fred previously served two terms on the Board of Directors of the American Red Cross, Louisville Chapter, as well as the Kentucky Sports Authority Board of Directors. Fred served as the director of Farmers Capital Bank Corporation and now serves on West Banco uh, Bank Incorporated Advisory Board, Central and Northern Kentucky Market. So, Southern Kentucky Markets, apologize. So, as you can see, we are we're blessed enough to sit with a very accomplished man, somebody who's been able to, you know, not only acquire a lot of information, a lot of experience and wisdom, but, you know, we've got somebody who's a lot deeper than that. I know that's for sure. So uh, I, I welcome, you know, Fred, you know, here to the table today to discuss a little bit. You know, a lot of times we in this world, we live behind our bios. You know, there's we are described by our accomplishments or, you know, our background. But I'm curious if you could just sort of, you know, fill in the gaps here. You know, who is Fred Sutherland and what are you all about? And then uh, maybe a little bit of an elevator pitch for Elevate Nation. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Tyler. For having me, I mean, I'm super impressed and, and uh, admire what you're doing and building with your companies, and I couldn't be more grateful to spend a little time with you and get to know you better. Uh, but uh, in a nutshell, I'm, I was born and raised in Frankfort, Kentucky, 
Um, went away to college to Washington Lee University in Lexington, Virginia, and then moved um, moved to Louisville, really kicking and screaming. It was, uh, believe it or not, to me at that time, it was sort of the forbidden big city uh, coming from Frankfurt. Um, I was hired by Liberty National Bank at the time. It was the only independently owned Kentucky bank that had a management development program. So I, you know, not not really happy about it, but loved the opportunity with the bank. Uh, moved to Louisville and uh, and spent time at the bank, and then went to law school here. Uh, I did uh, did a loaned executive program with the Metro United Way. It really introduced me to the greater Louisville area. So slowly, just kind of fell in love with the city. Uh, and, um, you know, they can't get rid of me. Um, I, st- I went to law school at UofL, practiced law at Stites and Harbison for a while, then practiced on my own for a while, and formed PRG over 15 years ago, and just um, couldn't be more blessed and excited about the future and what Louisville's doing and what, what our company's been able to, to be a part of that. I love it, man. And I thank you for sharing that. Sure. Um, I'm curious as to, you know, somebody like yourself who has really you know, I guess kind of got your professional footing in the legal side of things, you know, so how did you, how did you take that path or how did you make that decision to go that path and how did that direct you into commercial real estate? Well, I started having an interest in real estate really as a lender years ago in banking and I touched some of the, you know, commercial um, real estate lending and, and was piqued my interest in the entrepreneurial part of that and and I always knew I wanted to get an advanced degree and the JD, the law degree, was one that I thought was would enable me to use it in, in a variety of ways, even in non-traditional ways. So it seemed to me as a, as a, a well-rounded advanced degree to, to have and I was always interested in business. Uh, when I was practicing law, I started to learn and be involved um, a lot more in real estate and commercial transactions and probably a lot like you got the entrepreneurial bug and instead of being the lawyer taking the deal to record I, I felt a calling and a passion and just a just a real interest in doing being on the other side of the table so to speak being being the deal maker being the entrepreneur being the the one who is um, you know, working with the relationships. I, I love practicing law. It has enabled me to do a lot in the real estate space as a, as a business owner. And I feel like I practice every day just in a non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, it's been a real blessing. That's awesome. You know, one thing that really sticks out to me is, is that you identified that, that entrepreneurial bug. So I'm curious as to what it was that bit you. I mean, how did that, how did that show up and what was it that really caused you to say, you know what, I'm going to take an, a little bit of an uncommon path here. Well, I don't know if it was purposeful in the beginning. I mean, it, it probably was slow. Just like anything in life, you you sort of take a path and you realize later when you look back on it, you, you've, you, it, you have more reflective clarity, I guess, on it. But it, it just sort of slowly happened. I mean, I wouldn't have done it any differently in terms of working for a large company in the beginning at Liberty Bank that became J.P. Morgan. I mean, you learn so much from organizations and how they're structured and the people. And, you know, slowly over time, um, just always had the drive to, to be around people and, uh, and to lead people. And I think that's, uh, 
you know, one of the things that, that most entrepreneurs have a passion about, about and for. So it just slowly um, happened as I was in my career phase, taking one small step uh, towards the next. And practicing law was probably a really good um, giant step, uh, putting me in the arena where you got to see the entrepreneurs firsthand. You got to see real estate entrepreneurs firsthand, and you were responsible for a certain part of, of, of their work. And so it just evolved over time. And um, you know you know how we grow in so many different ways, and you learn about yourself as you get as you get older. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about you know being in the brokers business is because it gives you the opportunity to you know, be exposed to the entrepreneurial side of the business, whether it's investing or, you know, whether you're an occupant of a commercial real estate asset. And, you know, there's so many, there's so many exciting things that you're able to identify perhaps without, you know, taking as much risk as you would as just jumping into the game as an investor, as an example. Um, one thing that I heard that you mentioned there was that you, you, you developed a drive to lead people. How did that, what, what drive, what was that inherent drive like or what you know how did you identify that 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 you had that within yourself well I probably had it my whole life even as a kid I was it just had that personality it's more a personality trait uh, at a younger age than it is a, a choice uh, when you're a ch- when you're a kid uh, but 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 I can remember you know in high school always pushing myself to, to be in leadership positions to be the president of the student body or be the captain of your you know basketball team or whatever it is uh, I just always felt uh, comfortable in that um, it just um, it felt like me and I enjoyed it I, I think the biggest thing is and I know you can relate to this Tyler is you know you get so much more out of you know life really and and your your initiatives especially leadership because it's really about the people. So it's not really about me or my drive. It was really about my interest in helping other people and being a part of other people's lives. And, and that's what um, I think what was really driving me. And obviously you have role models. I was really lucky to have great role models, models growing up. Uh, my parents both um, took on leadership positions in the community. My, my dad particularly was involved in a lot of things. He was always involved in uh, bank leadership and he was a dentist for 30 years but he was also involved in a lot of business initiatives and always served the community in a leadership capacity so you you know I was just very lucky to be surrounded by family parents who who led by example and who showed me something that I found compelling Um, so just just lucky. Well, I think it's so important to, to find those role models in your life and to consistently, you know, because be, at the end of the day, success leaves clues, right? It's not, you know, you don't have to necessarily recreate the wheel, even if you are in an entrepreneurial endeavor. And there's always, you know, things that you can take from others, which is one of the real reasons why we have the show is because, you know, you can become a role model for people that may have never met you. And I think that's so powerful in today's day and age that we can connect with other people from around the world that we may have never met, but still gain value from that. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. But, uh, and the other thing too, that we always try to challenge ourselves with is that 
not only are, if we're consistently raising our own effort, our own results, you know, we're becoming a role model for other people. We're also becoming a role model for ourselves tomorrow. You know, I, I see that a lot because I think momentum is important. If you're not doing what you say you're going to do, if you're not keeping your promises to yourself, then you're, you're leading your future self to realize that you can't be trusted or you can't be counted on. So I really appreciate you bringing up role models. I think it's very, very important. Um, so fast forwarding just a little bit, you know, you talked a little bit about sort of your background. I'm curious as to know, you know, as far as your business today, you know, you've built this phenomenal company, PRG, Commercial Property Advisors, uh, PRG Investments as well. And, and uh, just curious as to, you know, as a leader, what are you doing to consistently, you know, perhaps even recently, uh, consistently raising that bar to elevate your business results? Um, and then what, what result has come of that improvement? Well, you know, first, uh, you know, I made a decision a couple of years ago to focus less on my brokerage practice and focus more uh, on the business itself. And um, that was, it was a, you know, a, t- a tough decision, but, but the right one. Um, it, I felt a calling to, I just found that I was more interested in um, growing the business and working on the business instead of in the business. And so I was fortunate enough to have recruited and connected with um, a business partner who was ready to be elevated, uh, yeah. no pun intended. And I, I, you know, purposefully and with a lot of planning, you know, elevated um him to take on more of a leadership role in the day-to-day activity of our of our core business and you know I think that's really really uh, that was purposeful and it's enabled me to um, to search and uh, for things that are potential bolt-on businesses for for our company and it's enabled me to recruit we've been really blessed at PRG to to have recruited successfully and that's one of the things that I early on was was passionate about bringing on, you know, young talent, and um, so in terms of myself and my my, it's not a new role, but it's more of a owner and not a player coach. Um, I try to demonstrate, you know, how important it is to be involved in the community. It's so you know this as well or better than anybody in the in the real estate commercial brokerage arena. You know, it is twenty four seven. 365 and you you have to have that sort of grind mentality sometimes it's a contingency fee driven business and so it's hard and but I, I still think it's important to do exactly what you're doing Tyler take time away to focus on things that aren't you know directly attributable to a sale or a lease or a transaction and be more relational um, and that comes in a variety of forms everybody's different but I have tried to encourage and mentor and, uh, and and just be available to our associates uh, as they look for their place in the community uh, to encourage them to be connected to people even outside of commercial real estate it's just so important so uh, I'm hoping I'm continuing to elevate every day I mean every day you, you said it best I mean it's about waking up what can you do better hold yourself to a high standard uh, don't be too hard on yourself, but but also recognize that we only live once, and we're blessed to to be uh, in a in a great market and a in a great area and a great business, and uh, to to leverage 
from those blessings and, and, and connect with people outside of you know, your general interest. Always, I always learn more from people who have no idea, have any connection to commercial real estate. I learn more from my clients and every day I'm endeavoring to, you know, to be better and, and hopefully that people see that. Um, I love it. I mean, some of the things that I'm hearing from you is, you know, this is such a key for, I think, everyone listening, whether you're a leader of a, a, you know, a mid-sized company, larger, or even a small business, or even you're just the leader of yourself. You have got to work in your business, but you've also got to be working on your business. It's so important. And you've got to realize that, you know, if you're just constantly in the business, if you're just constantly, you know, whatever you're doing, say you're a real estate investor and you're only focusing on, you know, repairs and maintenance, you've got to be thinking about how are we going to lease this property. You've also got to be thinking about strategy. You've also got to be thinking about, well, what's our culture? What culture are we developing within our organization? And so I think that's so important and, I, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. And then also, you know, not only, you know, garner information from people that may be directly in your business, you know, whether it's a client or whether it's a, you know, a partner, you've got to be collaborating and building relationships with people who may not be directly related to you as well. And you made a great statement about, you know, not everything is revenue producing. We've got to play the long game here. You know, it's not necessarily, hey, how can we get a deal done as quickly as possible, but how can we build a true relationship as, as deeply as possible, I think. And I love the fact that you are mentoring the people in your company so they can you know, truly understand what's the priority and what's not. So I think that's great. So with somebody like yourself who has so many opportunities, who is so well respected in the community you know, here as well as in other markets, obviously we talked about some of the other markets that you're involved in, but I'm curious as to know, you know you have to prioritize, right? So how do you say no to things? And how are you, are you developing more of a courage of that? Or have you developed a courage to say no? Because it's not always easy to do. No, it's not, not easy at all. It's, it's, it's particularly, I feel not, I'm not uh, prone to it. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a struggle um, that I have worked on uh, a lot to learn how to say no to, to, to be more thoughtful about what you're focusing your time and your talent upon, and and uh, but I'm, I mean that's a that's a daily uh, practice, um, you know. In our world, in the in the business that we're in, uh, you, you know, you, you learn by making mistakes too about saying yes to projects you shouldn't or yes to to commitments that spread you too thin and I guess the older I get the more I realize that time is you know I've heard it before but now I really believe it uh, time is our greatest capital and it's important to, to, to endeavor at least to focus on and make commitments to only those things that you're passionate about that you believe in that you that you that you're that you're fully engaged um, to, to do otherwise you know, you, you, you let yourself down, you let other people down. Um, so I, I have, that's an ever uh, challenge for me because I love saying yes, I love getting involved in so many things. I, um, but I've learned that you, <laughs> you just have to and the more you do it, the more um, comfortable you get with, with it and the more, uh, I guess, wise you become and, and how uh, valuable it is to, uh, mm -hmm. to have time to really focus on the things that you care about. 
Yeah, and I mean, you you mentioned a really great phrase there is you you can let other people down. That's been one of the keys that I've, and I, I still really struggle with saying no a lot because I'm a people pleaser. I want people to be happy, you know, that kind of stuff. I feel like we definitely share that. But one thing is key is that you have to realize that at times, if you overcommit, you are letting other people down. And so maybe if you're in the category of Fred and myself of being a people pleaser, that's an easy way to say, you know what, I can say no to this because I know out of respect for the other commitments that I've already committed myself to that, you know, I, I'm going to be letting someone else down. I think that for me is a little bit of a, a hack into uh, <laughs> making that decision. So I, I like that. What, um, what type of, you know, one of the things that I have found to be so fascinating is that we're so habitual as people and human beings and business people, right? I know, I, I know so many people will drive the same route to work and, or, you know, do the exact same things every single day, maybe without even realizing it. And one thing that I've realized is that you can actually create your habits. And I'm curious to know somebody like yourself, what, what, what kind of habits have you been able to implement in your own life that have created a successful result? Well, that's another thing I'm always striving to learn, uh, you know, best practices and best habits. I mean, I'm I'm like everybody, we're not, we're not perfect. And I have a lot of of bad, a lot of bad habits that we all work on to improve. We're, you know, we're in a long marathon of, of life of, of, you know, of improvement, uh, and engagement, but I had, you know, I read a lot just like you, uh, you know, I gain a lot from, you know, other people's perspectives and we all kind of go about our day uh, and our life differently, but you can glean a little bit of knowledge that's meaningful and impactful to you from so many different people. And, you know, I think we talked about this um, before we went on, but about making time in your day and I've, you know, through a lot of reading and and a lot of people just just listening to people and how they are successful. I try to carve out time, especially early in the morning, to have a little little time to for thinking and for reading and for for thought um, and and some quiet time before your day gets crazy. So I like to get up I like to get up early to do that so that you have that quiet time. And the other thing is we have to take care of our bodies. You know, the body fuels the mind and and vice versa you know the mind is so important to, to everything that we do so I, I, I'm always active uh, you know love running love yoga love golf tennis being outdoors so I, I, I'm always um, working hard to keep a routine of you know physical fitness that's that uh, even when you're busy just a little bit in the day helps you helps your energy level helps your perspective and so that's important, and uh, there are a number of things that um, you know that, that that I'm still trying to do that you know to find that sweet spot in your day where you're most most energetic and most impactful. And I lo- I just lo- I love reading. I, I'm not a Facebook guy. Um, uh, you probably knew that, but I but I love Instagram for that reason where I can and there are podcasts just like this where I can you can get a snip you know, a little snippet of knowledge that helps you maybe tweak a habit. You know, even ha- habits at the end of the day are important to your sleep and to, to, to uh, your overall health and wellness. I love that. And it is such a, um, that's one that I'm really working on is the end of the day 
habitual routine process because if you can optimize your sleep and your rest, how much more effective can you be and how much more happy can you be? It's amazing that, you know, your fitness level can then create your emotions, which then create your actions, right? It's just uh, these little tweaks that you can make in your life that then really impact your business, your bottom line, you know, your happiness, your relationships, and so on and so forth. And, and also, we were talking before we went on the show about thinking, spending time in thought. You know, I think uh, somebody mentioned to me, I think it may have been today, that 85% of Americans would rather die than think. And I don't know if that's the right quote or not, but it's, it's, it's meant to make that impact of, you know, most people just don't think. They don't really spend time in thought. And I've, you know, I've, I've encountered that in many ways in, in recent dealings or just interactions with other people. So uh, I'm curious if you could just go a little bit deeper on that. Like what, how do you spend your time in thought? And is there a process or is that more of a just, you know what, let's give myself some buffer here to to absorb some information or how do you go about that? Well, it's that has not come easy to me either. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm prone to being just high strung and uh, you know, type, I'm a typical type A uh, guy with, which has its benefits but also has its downfall. So uh, for, for me, it's been the, the practice of maybe finding um, what what does make me comfortable? I mean, I, I, have, I have learned a lot about meditation. Um, you know, Bikram hot yoga is probably my, one of the things that has been the biggest, uh, I guess, transformation in, in, in my ability to then take quiet time. And it's really hard for me to say in the middle of your work day to go into the conference room and close your eyes and meditate for 10 minutes even doing some sort of breathing exercise I'm just too wired up and ready to roll so being purposeful and also recognizing that it is a practice like it is really really something that you're we we're guys that probably think we're going to be good at something immediately and we're frustrated when we're not and um, and I'm terrible at, at it really but I have Habits are formed over, you know, weeks, and um, you know they say 30 days, but I say longer. And once you get into it, you you find it. Sometimes it's five minutes a day. Sometimes it's an hour a day. And you find out what time of the day. When I was younger, it would be any time, but in the morning, you know, in the early morning hours is a time for me when I just am more at peace. Uh, so that I can quiet the mind and, and really be, be thoughtful um, about it. And exercise has been the key for me to keep um, keep my mind healthy um, and, and then be able to take a little time, even if it's just half an hour um, in the morning to, to read and be reflective. And um, I love just, you know, I love reading in the morning, reading somebody else's ideas and thoughts and that are you know that you find valuable and that you admire same here i mean we have so so much in common and you can i can feel the energy from you and and this is maybe some people may say woo woo and whatever but when you do practice meditation you have a more calm energy and when you're coming to the negotiation table and you have that calm energy and you have assurance about yourself i can tell you that you're going to be a lot more successful and that's only one example and so I can really appreciate that about you because it is truly a practice. It's not something that happens overnight. If you meditate one time, it's not going to give you that necessarily that sense of calm or, 
or mindfulness that you know so many are seeking but it takes a long time you got to be committed to it and so i think that's the thing that um, elevate nation is committed to their results and you are certainly as well and so um i love that and it is it i i, I cannot highlight highlight this enough but keeping a healthy body is so important because I mean, just the, just the chemical nature of how you feel creates everything. It creates your reality. And so business people, I think, are more taking this on in today's day and age, but it was not always like this. I mean, if you look back at the 90s and earlier, I mean, my goodness, we were the, uh, you know, we were the case in point of, of lack of health, perhaps, in the United States and in the business world. And so, um, so, so you are a goal-oriented person. I mean, this is your type A. You mentioned it. We're most of us on this, you know, listening to this are are going to be in that camp as well. We're looking for greatness. You know, we're looking to achieve, you know, excellence in everything we do. And you know, we're focused on on real estate in particular. But I'm curious as to what what's one goal that you're most proud of accomplishing recently within the past six to twelve months. Um. I'd say two maybe. You know, one is is at, at, at PRG Commercial. We, you know, the the, the recruitment. Uh, you know, you plant these seeds with relationships, and then some of the young associates whom you know uh, come over, and um, just seeing how they blossom and how really great they're becoming. That has been super rewarding uh, to see. It's you know, it's it's a goal to to bring good people on and to see how well they're doing once they come on. It's been really, 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 really rewarding for me to just watch. I've been able to now take on a position in my firm where I can take a, a step back and, and, and see it uh, more clearly. The other thing has to do sort of with the same category, but was when seeing um, Reed Weinberg, who you know is my business partner, and. Uh, one who has taken on the role of running the brokerage practice and running day to day, and I couldn't be more fortunate to have a great friend, and a great partner like like Reed. And but it's this last year, particularly seeing him elevate as a leader of of, of our team has just been fantastic. Um, it's been great to see and watch, and it just seems like the last year in particular, um, you know, the purposeful goal I had of, of taking a step back and being more of an owner, uh, engaged on the business and, and, and elevating him and seeing how successful he's become as a leader um, and a practitioner has been super um, rewarding and, and uh, inspiring, honestly to me. I love how your <laughs> your accomplishments are what, you know, others that you've been fortunate enough to lead have been able to accomplish. That that is re- very telling as a leader is that you are focused on what they're able to accomplish. I mean, that's that's that says it all right there. And um, you know, one of the things that I think is so key for us who are achievers is that, you know, we do realize and someone mentioned this to me earlier today is that you know, if you look at the horizon, is that a destination? Well, no, it's, 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 it's a view and it's a, you know, it's something to attain towards, you know, or something to strive towards. And, you know, one thing that I think is so important is that we continue to raise that bar and set, you know, future intentions for ourselves. And so I'm curious as to know, you know, is there, is there a particular goal that you're inspired and perhaps even maybe even a little uncomfortable that you're striving towards right now? Well, I think it's, 
finding um, a new leadership role um, at, at, at PRG, um, and and it's been a, um, it's been an interesting, rewarding process to let go of you know the baby, so to speak, in terms of the company. I'm still very involved and still love being involved in this different role as, as more of a, a chairman, a CEO, where, and having someone like Reed who's really stepped up big time to, to lead our team and lead our company. Um, so, you know, I'm really aspiring to what's next, what, um, uh, you know, what challenge, uh, what, what form of leadership can I take on and uh, I'm not exactly sure, and I'm comfortable with it not being sure because I'm trying a lot of different things, uh, looking at a lot of different things that would uh, bring value to PRG. I mean, looking at other lines of business that can bolt onto our company, looking at strategic partnerships, looking at other ways in which we can grow and, and be uh, successful and better serve our clients. Um, and part of that, Tyler, honestly, is, is um, you know, it's, it's exploration, exploring things and not um, being too discouraged by uh, looking at hundreds of different things um, before you find uh, the, right, the right one or two that are going to be right for our company and right for our team. Um, and, and right for me, honestly, as a, as a, as a person who is seeking a, a new challenge in, in leadership, and I feel so blessed to have the, the you know, the, the opportunity to be able to take a little time to, um, to, to look for that, and it's exciting, and it, it, they enable me, the company enables me to do it, and I can't um, tell you how excited I am to continue to, to do things that are adding to their practice groups, to adding to their personal leadership, and adding to the company's future growth. Um, you know, as you know, uh, the brokerage business, contingency fee oriented for the most part, so bringing in other lines of business that are, that will help stabilize that uh, volatility, uh, bring, you know, even looking at things outside of real estate that have some, some connection, small business development and entrepreneurialism and all kinds of things that uh, you know I'm excited about and uh, our goals of mine. I love that. I think it's so important to make sure that you're not setting a goal just to set a goal, right? A lot of people say, well, I'm goal-oriented and I've got all these goals, but did you take some time to think about them? Did you explore the possibilities first? That's so important, you know? And, um, and, I, and the other thing too is that, you know, diversifying and, and becoming dynamic, I think is, is something that's really starting to resonate very strongly across the marketplace and in all industries. So it's very interesting to hear about, you know, just exploring at least, you know, you know, how do you bulletproof yourself for a very dynamic and changing environment, very changing mar marketplace, you know, because what's going on today can drastically be different in five years, whether it's a broker's business, real estate investing, or you know whatever business you're in. I mean, you could even be in the technology space. Of course, that is rapidly changing, and that's what's impacting everything. You know, the fact that we're able to communicate with people all across the world right now is really you know most people don't think anything of that anymore because it's so you know it's it's just here. And uh, there's there's a lot of things that you just have to be prepared and you have to spend in time and thought. So that's really really awesome. 
Um, tell me about what, I mean, you, you're a guy who leads other people and you've, you see a lot of, you, you garner a lot of fulfillment from leading other people. I can just tell that by the things that you say. So what's, what, what is the driving force behind what you do? And, and obviously you're committed to continuing to develop yourself, even with the amount of success that you've had. So what are you still driven to accomplish and what, what is that driving force? Well, probably the, dri- the, the, the biggest driving force behind um, seeking those kinds of opportunities and positions are, you know, influencing people in a positive way. I mean, you get a lot of self-fulfillment out of doing what you're passionate about, and I'm, you know, I'm passionate about people. I love being around people. Uh, you know, I've, we've all done all these strength finder tests, and, and uh, they're, they're very, very helpful, and they're you know, most helpful when you go back to them periodically and, and, and drill more deeply and go more granularly in what they really mean about what you, you know, what your strengths are and wh- what kind of, you know, leader and person you are. So, but really, the main driving force right now, certainly, uh, especially, is the is the influencing people, even if it's unrelated to our company. It is just so gratifying gratifying to to touch someone even if it's just for a little bit in some positive way because I certainly have been the beneficiary of um, that generosity and there's a lot of times you said it earlier we we don't even know what influence we have on people and they too sometimes don't know what great influence they have it could be one word it could be a way they carry themselves and so um, I just and continuing to strive to you know make a positive influence not only on people but the community that we're in and and uh, the real estate is you know it used to be considered a very cottage industry a very low and it is very localized but we live you know I, people ask me well what are you you know what you're doing business in Charleston and they were scratching their heads and you know where do you live well I, well, I tell them I live in the world you know, uh, but we, we you know, Louisville is home. Louisville's where the heart is. But we live in such a big world now that um, you can touch so many people and so many different things. And you know, I've just uh, I'm driven by by that by by just making your best difference. You know, you're not you're not at your best every day. Bad days and they're even worse. And then there's great days. And you, and you just do. You know, if you put your head on the pillow at night and knowing, knowing you've done your best, even when you didn't feel your best, you've done your best. That's that's what's a, a great driving force to, it is a, to others. So, yeah. It is an absolute roller coaster. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> that is, there's no doubt about that. But if you can control the controllables, it's you know you can feel comfortable about that and you can be proud of yourself. And I think it's great to, to mention um, the strength finder, as you mentioned. Um, being able to know yourself is so important. And what are your strengths and revisiting that? Because, you know, we get so caught up, we get so busy with what we're doing, we forget about, well, what are our strengths and what's going to cause us to be, you know, at our maximum capacity? And that was a great, uh, great thought there as well. And, and also, we do live in the world. We're, we're, we're citizens of the world. We're not just citizens of our own community. As I mentioned, we are speaking to people all the way across the world right now. And it's absolutely amazing. But we all, in this Elevate Nation, we all have the capacity to, you know, leave the world in a better place than it was before. And so we have a responsibility for that as well, as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
you know, what we're going to do now is we're going to move into our, our rapid fire section and we call this the rare air questionnaire. And the reason why we call it the rare air questionnaire as Elevate Nation knows is, is because when you are climbing Mount Everest or, you know, something along those lines, I mean, you're, you're, you're achieving the peaks of greatness. You know, it is, first of all, most people don't make it there because they give up their, their mind told them they were tired, you know, as they started the journey, um, or you, you've been climbing and you know what, it's getting cold up here. And the other thing is you can't breathe. Okay. So most people don't make it there, but, but this is, um, you know, some of these questions are along the lines of how do you continue to, you know, elevate to the next level of greatness. And so, I'm curious as to know, you know, what's the most impactful book you've ever read? Because you talked about how reading is so important to you. If you had to choose one, what is the most impactful book you've ever read and why? Well, I don't know if I can choose one. I'm going to break the rules like all entrepreneurs are prone to do, maybe in terms of pushing the envelopes. Because I love reading and I, you know, they're, they're, I have favorite books that, that, uh, um, you know that they're my favorite and then I read another one so they're parts that are favorite so uh, I'll give you a couple I mean uh, some I love reading uh, autobiographies um, you know George W. Bush's Decision Point uh, Decision Points book is a really good one uh, there's a really interesting read really fun read uh, that uh, Ted Turner's autobiography uh, Call Me Ted that I really really enjoyed and then Phil Knight's Shoe Dog it's just a fantastic, fun book about uh, his life story, and so I would say those those uh, books are come to mind as, as as my favorites. I have more than one favorite. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm the so, same way with yeah. you. It's like I, if somebody ever asked me that question, you you better be prepared. I'm breaking that rule. I love that. It depends on what day. Like yeah. Day, but, uh, yeah. And Shoe Dog, I've read Shoe Dog. It is absolutely outstanding, and it is an absolute adventure as well. A lot of fun. I mean, one of the most impactful brands in the world. The guy, let me just tell you, he did not have it easy. And we all should realize that it's not going to be easy and it never will be. Shouldn't expect it to be. But I also think it's important to, to recognize the fact that it's important to read biographies and autobiographies of people that may have an opposite viewpoint as you. You know, you don't have to necessarily agree with everything that someone says to be able to learn something from them. So I love that. And I've, I've read so many great biographies recently that have really caused me to sit back and think. And I think that's another theme of our conversation is, you know, books can help you just kind of take a little bit of time to think. And, you know, am I doing what's most effective today or what's most appropriate today? And you can learn a lot from other people. So that's awesome. Uh, So what's the biggest way you elevate your life on a daily basis? Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's a daily, you know, practice too, uh, and a struggle. Uh, but I, I mean, again, to elevate myself, I, I, you know, sometimes you have to focus on, um, on, on, on being healthy. Um, and you can't help others when, when you're not healthy in mind and spirit. So I'm really, really, really committed to, to exercise and sports and engagement and, and those kinds of activities. Um, that enables me to feel elevated and be elevated in, in business and in the personal life. Um, and I couldn't, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, everybody likes different things in terms of fitness, even walking or, or uh, yoga or just anything that gets you active um, a little bit. and. 
obviously diets important we know so much more now than we did uh, 10 15 20 years ago so I'm constantly reading and endeavoring to learn more about what you know what's important to do in terms of intake and what foods are best and Tom Brady has a really cool book out called TB12 and you know that's like one you know really extreme almost but it's you can grab uh, nuggets of really great information um, and it, it's not about you know living that life 100% but it's about you know taking being mindful of being doing things in moderation um, and and making sure that you're you're being healthy and spiritually and in physical fitness and in, and in business and it you know it hasn't doesn't come easy for me it doesn't come easy for for anybody and it's always you're always learning and, and endeavoring to do better and as long as you try and you try your best that's the most important thing well and I mean how many people have you heard or business leaders have you heard you know talk about the fact that you know some of them maybe sacrifice their health to achieve wealth in in some ways or you know perhaps financial wealth and I remember hearing you know and and I don't think that any of his activities led to you know his his health demise but uh, you know somebody that both of us I, I would imagine admire Steve Jobs when he was you know really about to pass away was mentioning how you know he would really give back the entire portion of his wealth that he created in his life if he could just get his health back and so not that he not that his actions created that but I think it's such an important reminder for all of us to at least control the controllables you know go back to the point of look you know there are factors that are outside of our control but if you can just say you know what like you said earlier lay your head down on the pillow at night and say you know what I I did what was in within my control and within moderation of course you know you don't have to lead an extreme life to a point where you know, perhaps other things, um, uh, you know, suffer. So I uh, love that. So how do you elevate others around you other than, you know, you talked a lot about influencing and, and leading. What are, what are, what's like one simple way that you elevate others around you that Elevate Nation can also take and sort of implement in their own life? Well, you know, one of the, my goals a written goal that I would have to remind myself of is to, you know, try to positively uh, encourage somebody, at least one person a day, you know, offer them, and it comes in form of gratitude sometimes, but it just, you know, every day uh, have at least, at least one person that you encourage, say something encouraging to them. It could be a thank you, it could be, you know, congratulations, it could be you're doing a great job, and those are things that I always try to do. I don't always do them well, and we get super busy and all of that, so I think that's, again, a, a practice, but I, I love doing it. It feels great at the end of the day when I know I've, I've been grateful and expressed that gratitude to somebody. It's energizing, and it's also um, super elevating when I know I was encouraging to someone um, you know, in our office or outside to clients, to anybody in general, even people that you don't know, strangers, I, I gain a lot of satisfaction from that. I love that. Well, well, Fred, it has been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you and, and really pick your brain. And, and I really appreciate you being generous with a lot of the stuff we talked about. What I find so fascinating is somebody who's achieved so much success in real estate, you know, and, and in many different, you know, industries, really does focus on well what what can he do 
today in the present moment and what can he you know how can he be well-rounded as a person i think it's something to really take away from this discussion and um you know we'll definitely uh continue the conversation perhaps we'll even have another conversation but uh wanted to just offer you the opportunity um if elevate nation wanted to reach out to you or 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 you know learn more about you where can they go Oh, sure. Well, they can e- send me an email at fred at prginvestments.com. Um, I'm at Fred Sutherland um, is my handle, I guess you would call it. I, you know, I'm an old man, but, uh, you know, look me up. Uh, look, you know, call it, call me. Um, I'd be happy to, to help and connect, and I'm sure I would gain a lot of value from it as well. So I uh, appreciate the opportunity, Tyler, and I'm super proud and excited for you and admire what you're what you're building with your companies and it's been been fun to spend a friday afternoon with you thank you so much and you can also um find fred and and the rest of his colleagues at prginvestments.com um, they're an outstanding firm here in louisville kentucky but as as he mentioned you know they're certainly a citizen of the world so i think they're very dynamic so I definitely um, recommend that you reach out to them and I also recommend that you know you use repetition uh, in in your learning here today because as I mentioned this is a master class and this is not you know something that you're really going to absorb everything one time so go back and listen again take notes and most importantly take massive action because you know knowledge is not power as we always say you know knowledge is potential power power is action so take massive action until next time we appreciate you being with us and Fred thank you so much thank you for listening to Elevate if you enjoyed this episode be sure to rate review subscribe and pay it forward by sharing with a friend most importantly take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned for more visit tylerchesser.com